welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Good morning, KC City Church. It's awesome to be with you this morning. I feel like Paul when he used to write the letters to say how I miss to be with you. We're connecting online this morning. I want to acknowledge the presence of God this morning. Thank you, Pastor Kevin, for um, opening in prayer for our service this morning. I just want to encourage you, church, that we must remember that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. I'm going to be speaking this morning on the subject that we have been chosen out of the world. We have been chosen out of this world. We're going to read the scripture from John chapter 15, from verse 12 up to 19. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Let us read the word of God this morning. It says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what the master is doing. I have called you friends for all things that I have heard my father say I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This is, these things I command you, what, that you love one another. If your world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of this world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. This morning, Casey City Church, I want, I'm hoping with this message that I'm going to bring encouragement to you that though Christ chose us out of this world, he also appointed us and assigned us to go into the world, a world where they hated him and a world where they will hate us. I guess you're thinking, Sister Tendai, why would Jesus do that? Well, Jesus called us out of the world and sent us back into the world for the purpose of the kingdom of God to expand, for the purpose of the kingdom of God to continue. You and I, my brothers and sisters, have been chosen out of this world for four reasons that I want to share with you this morning. Number one, he chose us out of this world so that we may be ambassadors of his kingdom. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us to speak for Christ and we plead for God. We have been called out of this world to become ambassadors of Christ. Number two, 
We have been chosen out of this world so that we abide in Christ and that we may bear fruit and the fruit that we bear shall be fruit that will remain and it shall be fruit of the kingdom of God. Number three, we are called out of this world so that we can be the salt of the earth. Number four, we are called and chosen out of this world so that we can be a light in the world. John chapter 14, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 14 talks about we being um, the salt of the earth. And as the salt of the earth, we bring flavor, we bring life, we preserve life. So how do we go about as a chosen people to a world that does not love our master, neither does it love us. It takes our ability to abide in him. In the beginning of John chapter 15, Jesus explains that we are to abide in him. What does it mean to abide in Christ? It means we live according to his principles. It means we lay our own lives as he has spoken in John chapter 12, that uh, John chapter 15 from verse 12, where he says, this is my commandment that you love one another. But this love that he's talking about, it is a love that he has given us and demonstrated how we are to do it. And he goes on to say, I have laid my life for you. And now I expect you that because I have laid my life for you, I have chosen you. I have handpicked you. You did not choose me, but I, Jesus Christ, chose you. Why? So that you can represent the kingdom of God. The first thing I said is that we are chosen to become ambassadors. My beloved uh, brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that we were chosen to be ambassadors. So that means we have diplomatic assignment in the world. We go into the world with an understanding that we have been chosen and we have been appointed for diplomatic uh, assignment. What does that mean? It means the world's way of doing things is not how we do things. We go into the world with the banner of peace because that is the banner, that is the flag of the nation that we are representing. When we are in the world, we go into the world with the boldness that we are no longer bound by worldly systems. When you are an ambassador, the nation that has appointed you to go to a nation is the nation that looks after your affairs. You don't rely on the nation where you have been assigned to. So Jesus has called us to go into the world and be ambassadors of the kingdom of life. He is the prince of peace. And we are in the world where the prince of darkness and the prince of the power of the air is ruling for the purpose of establishing relationship with the world so that we may do some trading. What sort of trading are we doing? We are bringing souls into our kingdom. 
That is why we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors to trade with the world and begin to negotiate and show our light to the people. And the people of the world will say, I like what you have. And then we say, we can give you citizenship in our kingdom. But it takes discipline on our part to be ambassadors. We must know what the kingdom of God has for us. We must be aware of how we are to carry ourselves as ambassadors of Christ. Christ is the Prince of Peace. So wherever we walk in the world where there is chaos, we come in in the name of Jesus and with the banner of peace. My sisters and my brothers this morning, you have been chosen to be a reflection of the kingdom of God, to be an ambassador in a world where there is chaos. You have been chosen out of the world, but you have not been taken out of the world for the purpose of the kingdom of God to expand, for the purpose of the kingdom of God to be established here on earth. You and I have been called to be ambassadors of a kingdom where there is no limitation, of a kingdom where there is no sickness, of a kingdom where there is no laziness, of a kingdom where there is no lack. How shall we represent that in the world? Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, Paul writes to us. And he says, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, because that is your reasonable service. And when you do this, you will know the will of God. And there will be a transformation of the mind, a constant renewal of the mind. So as an ambassador of Christ, our responsibility and the only way we can truly be ambassadors of Christ is we constantly bring our bodies as a living sacrifice on the altar of God every morning to say, Father, I need to bring my body, my faculties, my mind, my mouth, my eyes and my ears. Because when I go into the world, the chance is they are going to be contaminated with the world. Because what I see, what I will smell, what I will touch will impact me. But before I go out into the world, I present this body before you that you equip me. I present my mind before you so that when I go into the world, I will think like the kingdom I'm representing. I will not think like the world I'm going into. Because the world we are going into, the world that we have been pulled out of, is a world that has got a mind of its own. It is not aligned to our kingdom. So we who are going there must make sure that our own bodies are in Christ. In him we have, we live and move and have our being. If we go out without the unknowing that our body has got to represent our kingdom, 
matter thereof, work and duty. Because of the things we will see in the world, some of them will contaminate us. The things we will hear will contaminate us. And before we know it, we may end up looking like the world. So I want to encourage you this morning that to be an ambassador, your whole body has got to be in it. Your whole mind has got to be in it. You have to constantly renew your mind. You have to constantly speak the language of the government of the kingdom of God in order for us to go into the world that we have been chosen out of and not continue to sound and act like the world. That is how we abide in God. And number two, I talked about we have been chosen out of the world so that we can go into the world and bear fruit and fruit that remain. How are we going to bear fruit? We can only bear fruit if we listen to the instructions of God on the assignment and the purpose that God has called you for and created you for. You will need to do your work as if you're working unto the Lord. We may be working for organizations that not, do not even recognize the presence of God. Organizations that do not even acknowledge there is a God. But the minute they give you a job, the minute they employ you, they have employed an ambassador of the kingdom of God. So whatever you are doing, you must conduct yourself, my beloved brothers and sisters, as an ambassador of God. Your work must resemble the excellency, his excellency, the Lord God Almighty. That when you walk into your office, the way you carry yourself, the way you conduct your communication with the teams that you are working with should be a work of excellence. Some of you could be saying it's difficult, sister, tonight. There's a lot of deception in the world. You can't reason with them. Well, we have an encouragement in the word of God. Daniel was amongst a people that did not know his God, neither did they value his God, but he was certain to continue to serve with a spirit of excellence. They could not find anything wrong with Daniel's work ethic, except to point at his worship. What am I encouraging you to do this morning, my beloved sisters and brothers? That while we are in this world, we must always remember we are here to show the world that we belong to a God who gives us the ability to do things beyond the surroundings that we are in. Why? Because we are able to tap into the spiritual realm. We are led by the spirit and not by the flesh. The world that we are going into is bound just by the physical that is around them. But we are not bound by the physical nature. 
because the Holy Spirit is in us. He will give us foreknowledge. He will teach us things that are not known. And when we begin to speak in those meetings, in our workplaces, when we conduct ourselves being led by the Holy Spirit, there is no way that our work will not be excellent. Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. He's the spirit of excellence. He is a great teacher. So the way we conduct our work will be exceptional. Why? Because we are being led by the Holy Spirit. So the forces that come around us in the natural world will have no effect on us because we will be led by the Holy Spirit. It's like we are here. We are here, but we are seated in heavenly places. And we need now to practice never, like never before, that when we are conducting, we are constantly in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying. That is why I say to the ambassadors, we need to daily, present our bodies as a living sacrifice and read the word of God. The language in the world is dark. And it is up to you and I who have been called by Jesus to go out and bring fruit and fruit that remains. Lasting word, an impact, an imprint that when you do something, people can see it and glorify God even though they do not be, believe there is a God. They would know that the work that you are doing is beyond human power. And they would recognize that surely there is something supernatural about this person. There is something beyond that this person is doing. It's demonstrating the purpose and the will of God. That is how we will bear fruit and fruit that will remain. When we yield ourselves to the plan and the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our daily activities, God has encouraged us through his word that in everything that we do, we are to give thanks. That is another key. The world complains in everything. They are always complaining why things are not working. We who are ambassadors of the kingdom of God, we give thanks in everything. In everything, we should give thanks. And when we do that, we enter into a rest that others cannot enter into. Because those who stay with an attitude of gratitude are encompassed by the presence of God. He encompasses the praises of his people. We continuously dwell in his presence by continuously being in an atmosphere of worshiping and praising God. I walked into the office a few months ago and one of my colleagues says, oh, this thing is not going to change. I said, everything that comes up will fall down. It's just for a season. It's a beautiful day. And she looked at me and she said, you're being positive, hey? Then I said, no, it is actually a good day. You and I are working. Not everyone else is working. We must rejoice because we are blessed. Immediately, she said, you are right. And I. Why? Because in our kingdom, we do not complain. We praise the Lord every day. We bless the Lord every day. For we do not forget the benefits that God gives us. We have been chosen to go back into the world and boldly show off the kingdom that we represent. 
without unapologetic about the goodness of God in simple things. The sun is shining. Praise the Lord. You've got your voice. Praise the Lord. By so doing, the world is attracted to positivity. You will begin to have fruit, my beloved sisters and brothers. Let us practice an attitude of gratitude because that is the kingdom that we come from. Number three, I said we have been chosen so that we may be the salt of the earth. The salt brings preservation. Salt protects. Salt brings flavor out of situations. You, my brothers and sisters, when we see you, we must smell the flavor of heaven. We must smell the fragrance of heaven. You must understand that when you walk into a room, the fragrance of preservation has come in. But you have to be intentional. You have to be aware that you are carrying the presence of the kingdom of God. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of God. So when you walk into a situation and things are beginning to decay, we are seeing things decay in the world. We walk into those situations and we realize we are here, but we are not part of this world. So we have come with a preserving attitude. There are many things in our time and our season that needs to be preserved. We need to preserve the culture of honor. We need to preserve the culture of how to raise our children with obedience. We need to preserve that. It is up to you and I, my beloved brothers and sisters, to carry ourselves as the salt of the earth. For if salt loses its flavor, it is of no use but to be thrown out. We don't want to be the salt that loses its flavor. We want to walk into situations that are difficult and bring them back to life. Salt preserves. We must be a people who carry the word of God and the purposes of God wherever we go. That is why you are chosen. Some of you might be saying, Sister Tendai, it's overwhelming. There's so much that is decaying. Well, let me tell you, God has given you what it takes in you. All that God needs is one man and one woman who will say, I am the salt of the earth. One woman, one man who will say, I am the salt of the earth. I have been chosen out of this world that are assigned to the world. What is it that is burning on your heart that causes you to cry when you see it happening in the world? Maybe it's young people. Maybe it's couples. Maybe it's the government issues that when you hear anger arouses in you. Well, that's your assignment. Begin to ask the Father, how shall I preserve this area, my God? For you say, Lord Jesus Christ, you have called me to be fruitful, to go into the world and be fruitful. And whatever I ask the Father in your name, Lord Jesus Christ, you give it unto me. Don't go into overwhelm. Ask the Father. 
ask the Father and he will give us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, whatever we ask in his name, when we abide in him, he shall give us. So you, my brothers and my sisters, and myself too, have been called to go into the world and preserve it. Preserve it. Bring life to it. Where there is death, be an ambassador of life. Where there is immorality, be an ambassador of morals, godly morals. Where there is drugs and alcohol, bring an ambassador of bringing sanity to those that have lost their minds. Where there is mental health issues, go and preserve those mental and bring them back to life. You, my brothers and sisters, have been assigned to go and bring things back to the flavor of the kingdom of God. Number four, I said we have been chosen out of the world to be the light of the world. What does light mean? Light moves darkness out. I'm sure you agree with me that wherever we look in our world today, darkness seems to prevail. Why is that? Because you who are the light are choosing to hide from coming out. But I want to encourage you this morning Matthew 5, 14, 16 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven who has chosen you to be there. He has chosen you to be the light of the world. He has chosen you to go into that world with the good deeds that he has equipped you and skilled you with so that when you do your work, they will glorify God. The world is looking for light. And you, my brothers and sisters, have been chosen for such a time as this to go into a well where we are no longer friends with, to go into a world that does not love us because they do not know who our father is. A world we once belonged to, but we were chosen by the grace and the love of God to represent his kingdom. Maybe some of you were chosen and picked out of drugs. Maybe some of you were chosen out of alcoholism and now you are no longer an alcoholic. May I suggest to you, my brother and sister, go back to that world you used to be and begin to testify about what God did for you because he said we shall overcome the world by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Have you ever considered that maybe just your testimony can change the world? Maybe some of you are saying, Sister Tenai, 
How shall I begin? Well, begin where you are. If you hear about a father who is an alcoholic, who has been troubling his family, give him a call and say, I hear you're struggling with something I struggled with for years and journey with that person. Testimony has got power. We overcome with the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. We have been bought by the blood. We are washed by the blood. We are cleansed by the blood, but we have to use our mouth to go into the world and testify of what the blood has done for us. I strongly feel there are some of you, my brothers here, we have had the private struggles and the Lord has delivered you from them. But today I call you forth men of God. There is no more shame and no more condemnation. Go and release the world with your testimony. Go and tell them what you used to be and let them see the light that God has shown upon you. We know the story of the woman at the well. She had a story of having multiple men. And she had been with six men. And she met the seventh man at the well. When she met the seventh male, it was completed. The journey was completed. She went back into the city with a testimony. And the whole city was stirred. I want to encourage you this morning, my beloved brothers and sisters, that the world is ready, but we who have the light must be ready to go and share our testimony without shame. Don't worry about saying, what are they going to think? There's nothing to think anymore because the blood of Jesus has washed us. Let us be bold to go out because we have been chosen for such a time as this. As I conclude this morning, my brothers and sisters, I want to testify of the goodness of God and how when we yield to him, he will use us when we are not expecting because his kingdom is great. In 2013, when I was studying my diploma in life coaching, we had to do a course called NLP. And NLP for me, the way I saw it and the way I describe it is the transforming of your mind and your language. You are constantly being taught to change the way you speak and the way you think. So it was a seven day course and on the third day, we were being taught about how to have self-love in order to serve. I was amazed because the number of people who did not love themselves in that course was shocking. It was a struggle for many because we had a moment where we needed to look at ourselves in the mirror. And lots of people could not look at themselves in the mirror. I was shocked by that. At the end of the day, when we got back out of our groups in class, I felt the presence of darkness coming to the room. 
And immediately I started praying in the spirit. And one of the students began to be tormented by demons. This is in the world. This is not amongst brothers and sisters in Christ. So I was just praying in the spirit and asking the Holy Spirit to come and take authority in the room. Why? Because I was there and I represent the kingdom of love. And immediately two or three other girls who were into the new age stood up and were trying to do their stuff in front of this girl. And I was waiting for the facilitator to do something because it was chaotic. And then all of a sudden she said, can I take over? I don't believe it was I who took over, but Christ in me. I stood before this student who was being tormented by these spirits, evil spirits. And when I stood in front of her, she was tilting her head, screaming, and she was saying, too much life, too much life, too much life, too much life. And I said, when light comes, darkness has to go. And she was like, no, no, it's too much light, no, no, no. And I said, you know the rule. When light comes, darkness has to go. And she said, I don't believe in the light. And I said, now go, because light has come. And immediately, the spirit left her. I was astonished by the experience and shaken a bit because I didn't expect that. But as I share with you this morning, I went into the bathroom and I said, Lord, what was that about? And he said, you had it clearly. She cannot love because she had made a covenant with people who are bound in darkness. And you've been learning about how to love. And there's no love in darkness. That's why she has been tormented. I said, Lord, why couldn't I pray or do something? So she said she doesn't believe. She rejected the light. But the amazing thing is that the next day, she came back and she started asking questions. And not only her, but a lot of people in the class began to connect with me to understand about the Lord. Why am I sharing this testimony with you this morning, my beloved sisters and brothers? Because when Jesus chose I and all of you here, he had confidence in us that we ourselves don't have. But this morning, I want us to agree that the greater love that he gave us, that when he gave us his life, it's because of his love for the world. It's because he has a mission for all of us to go into the world and light up the world. Can we light up the city of King? Can we light up Australia for the kingdom of God? I believe we can, but it begins in us understanding that we have been chosen out of the world 
for the purpose of going into the world and shining the light of God and bearing fruit for the kingdom of God, that when Jesus Christ comes, he will come and say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful to gather for the latter harvest. We are talking about revival. We are talking about preparing for the coming of Jesus Christ. But it begins with us understanding that we are chosen for a purpose. I don't know what your purpose is, but maybe just sharing your testimony with the confidence that the Father will turn hearts to him we may change our nation. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, I want to thank you that you have given us your love. You have appointed us, you have chosen us out of this world, but you have sent us back into the world. Lord, I pray for all my brothers and sisters that are online tonight, the young man and the young woman who is online tonight, that, Father, you would give them the boldness and the courage to step out of the comfort zone, to go back into the world, not to make friendships with the world, but for the purpose of negotiating with the understanding that we are ambassadors of your kingdom, to bring light where there is darkness, to preserve where there is decay, to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Father, I pray that your spirit will guide them and lead them, and heaven will back them up. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you, church. I hope you have been encouraged and been blessed by this message that you are chosen for such a time as this. Bless you. <music>